This is a preview from our angel story today. I remembered that when um, I was little, she would go to a psychic and she would like take, bring home these little recorded tapes. And they all, like every single time they were talking about that she had this house on a lake and there was this little gravel path leading to the water. And when she would get frustrated in life, she would be like, where is my lake house? And it just all came together. I'm like, there it is. Beautiful souls, do you have a prayer request or want us to send you healing energy today? Would you like us to be praying for your friend or loved one? If this is you, go to worldslargestprayernetwork.com to submit your prayer request. And while you're there, please sign up to join our team of prayer warriors. The angels say prayer not only opens you to miracles, raises your vibration, and helps you heal, but the more you pray, the more God's presence is felt on earth. Feel your angels' love as they surround you right now, and listen for the positive, loving messages your angels intended specifically for you in today's episode. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. And today we have Tracy on the show to share her angel stories. And we both realized we showed up to today wearing our grateful sweatshirt. She's got grateful on and I've got grateful on. Um, so it is a, a day of gratitude and thanks that we are, are get radiating from our energy to God universe source. Tracy, Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. I'm going to have you take it away and share your stories. Okay. So uh, one of the first things that I can remember when I was little is that I loved being outside and looking up at the sky and seeing like these beams of light that came down. And I would tell myself stories about souls going up to heaven. And I never told it to anyone else. That was just kind of my little thing. Just, you know, me, myself and I outside playing and I'd be like, oh, there's another soul going to heaven. And I just remember that I, I thought, it, I think it's cool as an adult that when I was little, I was thinking about souls. One of the first really huge angel stories that I have is how I met my husband. And so I was in college had a couple horrible relationships and was like, you know what, God, I've had it. I'm done. I'm working on my school. I'm working on me and you can bring him however you want, but make it very obvious because I am not looking anymore. I'm done. And I, I am not crafty at all. And I just had over this, over Christmas break, I just had this urge to make handmade ornaments for my roommates and so I was at my mom's house and we had everything but the applesauce because they were supposed to smell like cinnamon and you know be these really cool things and I went over to the neighbor's house and as I was coming out with the applesauce there was an older couple going in and the wife just kind of walked past me like I you know we didn't know each other or anything and the husband stood in my way and he's like this bigger, older man, you know, much bigger than me and with gray hair. And he's like, wait, who are 
you? What is your name? Where are you from? How are you here? All of these questions. And my very first thought was, I'm way too young for you. And I just kind of tried to sidestep him and he stepped in the same way. And then I went this way and he came and I'm just looking at him like, dude, I'm going home to make these ornaments for my roommates. Just let me go. And so then as I'm walking across the driveway to my mom's house, he yells after me, wait, you have to meet my son. And I just kept going. I made the ornaments and completely burned them and threw them all away. And my neighbor was like, Tracy, you know, that's my cousin and he's amazing and he has this good job and you're the same age. And I'm like, I don't care if he has a good job, but he's probably really annoying and, you know, super overconfident about having this great job. And then she was like, well, he has this really nice truck that he bought. And I'm like, yeah, so definitely not good. And then she was like trying to give me all these things. Oh, he loves baseball. Ew, I don't like sports. I would be stuck watching sports for the rest of my life. No. And it was just like, no, no, no. And finally she broke me down and I was like, okay, fine. I'll go out with them, but I'm not promising anything. And when it doesn't work out, I do not want to hear it. And she was like, okay. So got my phone number. He called me when I was back at college. And the first thing he said was, um, I don't know what my dad did to you to get your phone number, but I'm sorry. So we'll just start right there. And from there we went on a date and we went, this is how old it was. It was scream too. <laughs> and, um, went on that date and on the second date he's, Oh, getting ready for that first date. I was trying on a million things and I kind of just get way too excited. And so I have way too much energy and I'm getting ready to go. And I realized that I had locked the door that goes out to the garage. So I heard him knock. And so I went to go unlock the door quickly, let him in and go turn off my radio. And I leaned in to reach and turn it off. And he was leaning in like this to see if anyone was there. And our eyes, like it was, it was one of those like movie moments where it was like zing. And I heard in my head, this is it. He's the one. And I let go of the doorknob and stood up and shook my head like, nope, and just kept going. On the second date, he said, I'm going to have to marry you. And I laughed in his face. And then six months later, we were engaged. And this August, we'll be married for 24 years, all from a blind date from a stranger. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is just too much. Yeah. Amazing. So obvious. You know, how much more obvious could it be? You have to meet my son. I'm going to marry you. <laughs> and then when I heard his side of it, he said that he had been praying for God to bring him the right one. So both just been waiting if it wasn't for the guides and the angels and whoever it was to step in and give his dad that voice to be like, no, wait, this is something going on here. And I still have the note in a frame that his dad wrote down, like my name and my phone number. And he underlined, she wants to meet Chad. And it was like triple underlined in all capital letters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
But how did your neighbor even know and make the connection? Like, oh my gosh, that's my cousin. I think it was just because that man, like my father-in-law now, he just kept saying she's got to meet him because they were walking into her house and just they were coming over for a visit and he wouldn't stop. He was just like, who is? And she was like, oh, that's my neighbor's friend or my friend's daughter, and we work together at the hospital, and yeah, she's great, da-da-da, and so that's how it happened. So lesson here, moral of the story is listen to your parents. If they say that they found a a match, right? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that is incredible. That's incredible. Um, Tracy, I know that you have like a a thousand stories, which I'm so excited to hear all of them. I'm going to have you take it away and share your next one. Okay, so my next one, my mom passed away in 2016 and we didn't have the best relationship here but it's kind of cool I have I've had four different dreams with her in them and the first one I was walking up to this door and I had no idea you know where am I going what is happening and usually in my dreams I'm like watching it and I'm in it at the same time and I'm like my own commentary so it's very odd and when I ask other people about it they're like no no one does that so (laughs) just with my little weird way of dreaming I'm up at this door like who in the world and she opened the door but she was like in her 20s and she had this cute like hair that kind of flipped up and she was like oh come in you've got to see this And so it was her house in heaven. And she was just like, just like a little kid, you know, going through, look at this and look at these curtains and look at that. And um, just showing me everything. And everything was like this light shade of blue that she just loved, like this powdery blue. And we made it up to the third floor because there were three floors instead of two. And it was this gigantic bedroom. She had this bed that had like velvet comforter on it with the little buttons. So it was very fancy looking. And then I noticed that the window, the curtains were real sheer and they were kind of blowing. And she's like, oh, you gotta see this. So we walked out and it's this huge balcony and down to the left is a lake and the water, like you could see the sun shining on the little ripples of the water and it looked like diamonds and it was like you are so in heaven right now like I don't know how you're doing this but you've never like that is the beauty of it those just those diamond ripples that's the only way I could explain it and then she took me over to the side and she's like look at this and it was weird because it looked like solar panels And I'm like, why do you have solar panels? What is this about? And she walked over and she, you know, these are my thoughts going through my head, but she, we walked over and she tapped it and it wasn't solar panels. It was like a screen and you had all these different, you know, like on television where you have picture in picture, it was my house and my brother's house and her mom's and like all of the people that she wanted to just tap and be able to see they were there and after I woke up I remembered that when um I was little she would go to 
a psychic and she would like take bring home these little recorded tapes and they all like every single time they were talking about that she had this house on a lake and there was this little gravel path leading to the water and when she would get frustrated in life she would be like where is my lake house and it just all came together I'm like there it is Wow, I love that. And that's what they show me too. We've talked about it a lot in the earlier episodes of the podcast. Um, but now there's over 400 episodes, right? So um, maybe it's time to start repeating some of those messages and bringing them through again. But that is how it is on the other side that you do have your own space when you want your own space. But most of the time we live in soul communities over there where everyone is just easy to access all the time we all live near one another everybody in our soul family and that's amazing i love that she showed you that yeah <laughs> that's incredible and then the second one um so she knew that she was going to die she it was really quick. She had cancer, a diagnosis in July and was gone in October. And it, like, it just was insane. But she made, she had her friend come over and she went through her jewelry and had little baggies with our names on it. And so my brother and my sister-in-law, different people had these baggies. So one of the things in she had those Pandora bracelets where, you know, like you put the different charms on them and she liked traveling a lot. So she would go and like collect them. And my sister-in-law got one that had all, like it was completely full. And I got one that just had a couple charms on it. And I told my husband, I'm like, you know, for my birthday, I think I want to add charms to this. And my friends and I had gone to this place and we washed elephants. So I'm like, I want to get an elephant one. And then I want to get a baseball one because both of my boys played baseball at the time. And so my husband's like, yeah, that's cool. And so I went to bed and it was the night before my birthday. And there I was again, we were like two little kids at a slumber party laying, you know, like how you lay on your belly with your chin on your hands and your feet are up and you're like kind of swinging your feet. We were laying like that on her blue bed with those buttons. And she was kind of like, so what are you going to do for your birthday? And I said, oh, you know, I'm thinking about getting these two charms, maybe for that necklace. And she like sat up, or not necklace, bracelet. She sat up real fast and she's like, that's exactly why I gave you that one. That is so cool. What are you going to get? And I told her the two ones. And then when I got up for my birthday, my husband had ordered them. So they were on their way. That's so cute. I love that. I love that. Oh, Tracy, what a great story. Yeah, it's crazy. And then there's two more with her. So the third one, her husband was not a good guy. And I knew it when they met. And I kind of got myself I was like 15, kind of got myself pushed to the outer circle of the family because I just was kind of like, you guys, you need to see what I'm seeing. Like, this is not a good thing. But as she was dying, he was cheating on her. And so very shortly after 
she was gone, he got remarried. And I was on vacation with my family at the time, just me and my boys and my husband. And I told my husband, I'm like, you know, tomorrow's the day that he gets remarried and I need to just have fun with you guys. I need to just stay here. I need to not worry about it. I've seen her. She's good. You know, like this does not concern me kind of thing. And that night I dreamed that I stole their wedding cake. <laughs> And I took it to the house and the house where I grew up with my mom. So it's a house here. And she came out the door, but she still looked like her younger self. And she's like, what in the world are you doing? Because it was huge. It was like four tiers. And I'm like hefting this huge cake. And I just set it in the middle of the front yard. And I'm like, hey, you want some cake? And she's like, yes, I do. And so she came outside and we were scooping, you know, like with our hands and just smashing this cake into our own faces and like, oh, here's strawberry, how nice. Oh, here's some chocolate. And it was just this big pile of messy cake everywhere. And then my brother showed up and he's like, what is going on? And my mom was just laughing. She's like, do you want some cake? And he's like, yeah, of course I do. And so he was having the cake. He was actually like, he did like a slip and slide dive on what <laughs> of cake all over the yard all over our faces and I woke up and I'm just like yeah exactly you know she's good she's completely good none of that matters I don't have to hold on to any of it I can just let that go so that was really fun it's wild how she brings through so many emotions to you in different ways and just kind of recalibrates your energy through your emotional center yeah and it's always just so light yeah and and I Airy. yeah and when I wake up I don't feel like oh my gosh that was so sad that I saw her and she's not here it was just like that was so cool <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Um, well, Tracy, you said that you got a session set up with me. I'm excited for that, that we'll get to hop into that. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing your stories. I know your grandma loves you so incredibly much and that all of these are just coming through to build that relationship with you too. You know that you've got that relationship with her even as she's on the other side. And doesn't that just feel amazing? Yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Thank you so much for being here, Tracy. Sure. Thank you. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. And today we're here with a very special angel story from Emmeline. I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Julie. I'm so excited to be with you today. Yay. Okay, so you have a very unique story. I'm going to have you kind of uh, share your angel story and take it away. Okay. Um, so little bit of backstory. Um, one year ago, so January, 2022, I lost both of my two of my three living grandparents within a week. Um, so my dad's dad died. And then seven days later, my mom's mom died. 
And they were just such forces um, and such pillars as a part of my life and my my family's life. Uh, My grandmother was suffering from dementia. She was in a nursing home. So in a way we had grieved her loss long before, um, but it was still really challenging to lose her. And she was such um, a poised and loving and just caring human to anybody that she came in contact with. And my grandfather was brilliant and kind and just, yeah, wonderful humans. And I know that they've been working overtime on the other side um, for all of us, but it's been a particularly challenging year. Soon after they both died, we, my husband and I moved overseas to Pakistan um, for a job for the government. And there was a lot of unknowns um, going into that. And when we finally got here in July, I was so excited to finally be here, but it's like you give up all the things that give you comfort, your friends, your family. My husband's here. He's great. But, you know, you lose, in a sense, that um, sense of normalcy that we always have. We sold our cars. We stored everything we own. And it was really hard. And it's been harder than I expected. So especially because I feel like I didn't grieve my grandparents coming here. And then I was isolated. I was like, Oh my gosh, like everything just kind of hits you. So in the fall, I guess I had been here for about three months or so, I just didn't feel well connected to them and um, and to my spirit team. And I was just having a day. I was emotional um, and I had a doctor's appointment locally. Um, So I was in the back of the vehicle and the driver was taking me to my doctor's appointment. And in my AirPods, I was listening to the playlist that I made for both of my grandparents. We used the same playlist um, because it was so close. And there were a lot of like Irish love songs and Enya, all those just really emotional um, songs that we played for both of them that they loved. And as I'm listening to the playlist, I am saying to them, you guys, can you please send me a sign? I'm really struggling. I, I really need help. And we stop at a red light and this little girl, probably five to seven year old little girl comes and knocks on my window and we're, I'm in an armored vehicle that cannot open um, for security purposes. So I'm looking at her smiling, knowing like, okay, I can't open the door. I can't give her any money. And she holds up a little red rose and she just keeps knocking on the window, holding up this rose and showing it to me. And I'm smiling like, okay. I don't know what to do. I feel so bad. I can't help her. And I realized that the song playing on my Spotify playlist at the time was called Red as a Rose. And it's an Irish, an old Irish folk song. And it took me like, I just started bawling. It took me a second to realize that those two things were connected and they were like, hello, we, we are here for you. But it couldn't have been more in my face if I tried. It was just so incredible. And I, as soon as I got home, I called my mom. I was like, you won't believe what Dee and grandpa did for me today. (laughs) Um, So I just was really, um, really touched by that. And you and I had a reading last year and most of my angel stories came from dreams. And I remember you telling me, Emmeline, things will come through in real life too. And that was the first time that I really it felt like a real life experience that was translating. Um, So that was just really special. That is so special. I love that. And then I think you have another story that interconnects, right? 
do. So fast forward a little bit. Um, this was just a few weeks ago. Um, so we are leaving Pakistan this summer and we have, um, we're going to Austria, which I'm really excited about, but it comes with just a whole mess of like packing and moving and figuring all these things out, which in the end, not that bad. It's Austria. We will be fine, but I don't have a job. And I, has been stressing me out to the nth degree. I've always, I've worked in healthcare for the last 10 years. I've always felt really passionate about what I do for work. And I've applied to 30 jobs, nothing. There's no jobs locally. And I just feel so defeated. Um, fingers crossed something will come, but I was in one of my moments, like, you know, isolated alone. My husband was away on work and I had just um, hit this wall of like applying to the things and not hearing back. And I went to wash my face before going to bed. And in my bathroom, I, we took a couple sentimental things with us, not, um, anything super valuable, just, just in case we would have to leave for any reason. But I have this framed photo of my grandmother when she was in her thirties in my bathroom. And as I'm washing my face, I just said in my head, like, oh, D, what am I going to do? She was a nurse and her husband, my grandfather was a surgeon. Um, and so I always felt connected that the reason I entered the healthcare field was for them and for her. So I just, you know, made that little comment, oh, D, what am I going to do? Wash my face. And I go to bed and my phone was sitting on the bed. I'm sitting in bed and I hear my phone go off and it's a random number. And it said, hi, Emmeline, this is Christine. I'm from so-and-so recruiting group. We are looking for nurses to work in Fall River, Massachusetts. And that is the tiny little town that my grandmother and grandfather worked and had a practice where she was a nurse. And I, you could have knocked me over with the feather. Again, it was another sign that was like, I'm here. It's happening. Like, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable is right. And I love that it was like total random. So total random time, you know, time aligned from when you just thought it to when it just pops up on your phone and you had just asked your grandma for that sign and it was from her town. Like that's <laughs> it's so cool. That was so her. And yeah. um I think it's important to mention for, for everybody listening that a lot of times things have to come through in divine time. It's not always on our timeline that stuff comes through, but there are those moments where they're able to bring something through so quick and so fast and it just all aligns and it feels so magical and just delicious that it's them. And you know, like, you know, like, you know, within your heart, you could just feel it 110%. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. And then I loved too, I felt like you just even coming and submitting your angel stories was an angel story because I think you submitted it right after my grandmother sent me the license plate that was like Grammy D and she had just passed away in January. I know. And so I was like another Grammy D. Um, your Grammy oh D God. and my Grammy D are on the other side chatting together. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, I love this. Well, let's all just say a little prayer here for Emmeline and uh and just say a little prayer that her and her husband have a really safe transition over to 
Austria and that she's able to find the perfect job in the perfect environment with um, just people that she resonates with and, and find that community that she's searching for in her heart. This we pray. Amen. Thank you, everybody. And thank you for being here today. Thanks, Shirley. Of course. Beautiful soul, thank you so much for joining me today. My name's Julie. You know I'm all about connecting you with messages from your angels and loved ones on the other side. If you've been listening today and you're super excited and just have to know which angels are around you right now, who's connecting with you, and what messages they have for you, go to theangelmedium.com. Register for a session. You can do a reading with me or a member of my team. We're all incredible. We all talk to angels daily, and we can help you in making sure that your angels are doing the very best they can to support you and guide you to your best life. If this sounds like you, virtual sessions, they're only offered on my website. Sign up today. And if you're the person who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing all of your unique spiritual gifts, growing your intuition, starting your own healing business, you can sign up for my Angel Reiki School to become a certified angel messenger. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn Reiki, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and how to get clients. That's the Angel Reiki School at theangelmedium.com or DM me on Instagram at angelpodcast with any questions. Before you go, connect with your angels by placing your hands on your heart. Take a deep breath. Imagine a doorway filled with God's unconditional love is right in front of you. Step into that love and feel it as it fills your body, chakras, and auric field. Now ask your angels, what would you have me know today? And open yourself to the positive, loving messages they have just for you.